Try to keep it relevant as well as the different guests that we have on each week. So check them out on social media. Um, news just literally, just literally got news two seconds ago. Watched a little bit of it as well as far as best I could. Dennis Hogan has moved on to twenty-eight and one. Um, outpointed Jamie Weech in a bit of a battle, has to be said. Uh, didn't have it all his own way. Uh, he wasn't expecting to have it his own way. Um, but I would expect his strength of character. Fortitude and confidence and ability just shone through, and I'm for one, I'm starting to get a good feeling about Dennis's prospects for 2019. And um, even if the WBO keep messing up about and wasting his time and allowing them to do as they do with that belt, um, I think the IBF now is opening a door as well because I think that win today, I'm not sure it'll have to be confirmed, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that he now moves into the number two or three slot behind Jerrock Williams for the IBF. So either way, Dennis has a nice little um, nice little stretch ahead of him. And with the, with the um, wind in the sails at the minute and, and the confidence up and the ability and everything else, um, watch that space, get behind him, support him, get the word out there. It's, this is one of the main reasons I wanted to start this podcast was because it's very easy when fellas are boxing all around the world and girls. Um, that we just concentrate on what Mr. Hearn and Mr. Moran and the dudes are doing across the water and, and, the, and the guys that are doing it. Just as much, if not more, a little bit farther afield tend to fly below the radar. That's not going to happen here. We'll be, um, if it's Irish and it's fights, we'll be supporting it and promoting it and doing everything we can to help. So a shout out again to Dennis. Um, huge congrats to you, man. Uh, go and enjoy your few weeks. Uh, hope to catch up with you before Christmas. Really, really, really enjoyed the chat. Learned so much then and since our conversation. He opened my eyes even more, and uh, it was a, it was a, it was a real enjoyable experience. That's um, that's Dennis. Uh, there's a few more fights on tonight. Just to note, uh, to with regards to Irish fighters, John John Nevin is uh, across just across the water. He's in the York Hall tonight. Uh, it's kind of a takeover fight. If, if and take over but it's it's a it's a stay a fresh fight it's it's to get himself back um i understand it'll be the last of his eight rounders so he'll be moving on then for the for his 10 rounds next year and, and hopefully hopefully that that just abundance of talent that john joe nevin has um will be seen a lot more next year it's uh, he's just been very 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 unfortunate for one thing and another and uh, boxing irish boxing has been um Showing of his his talent because there's no doubt when he was at his when he was at his peak in, in uh, Beijing uh, or in sorry London he was he was something special to watch and he can he can entertain and he can fight and uh, he can do it whatever way he wants so uh, big shout out to John Joe tonight he promises me uh, and I'll be holding him to this by the way he promises me that he'll be in touch with me early in the week and we'll have a chat um, and we'll get his thoughts where he's at, how it's been, how he's moving forward, 
And uh, are we going to see a little bit more of him over the side? I know he was working with Ray Moilette last week. And he raised, built up to Ray's fight, and I think he was in camp with Reese Bellotti. So that would suggest John just fairly sharp. Uh, he's fighting Reynaldo Cagina tonight, the Nicaraguan. Um, as I said, it's going to be a it'll be a it'll be a win for John Joe uh, in whatever way he chooses to do it, and to tee him up, leave him in prime position then for two or one nine. And let's hope, let's hope everything crossed. Um, because that young man's um, that young man's fortunes are due to change very soon. John John Evan, shout out to you tonight. Best of luck. Uh, we will be catching up with you during the week, and uh, if it takes having to do the Mullingar shuffle, well then so be it. Okay, that's John John. Uh, Lee Reeves is another young man tonight. Irish fella, Banks of the Lee. Um, he is in action. He signed with Lee Baxter Promotions in Canada. I didn't know much about uh, Baxter Promotions until recently. Uh, I heard it on uh, Keith's podcast. Shout out to Keith. And he, um, yeah, he signed with it. They're, they're very well, they're, they're de-established um, promotions, uh, boxing and I think wrestling as well in, in Canada. And I just saw today they've signed a deal with The Zone to broadcast the Canelo-Rocky Fielding fight. So if that's a channel that's been made already with the zone and there's existing uh, connections there, that bodes very, very well for Lee Reeves because he is a TV-friendly fighter. As I said to you yesterday, if you haven't seen Lee Reeves, get onto the social media now, get onto YouTube. I've set, I've literally just last night set up uh, YouTube. I've set up across all the different platforms for um, Google, Play Store, uh, iTunes, Podcast, uh, Spreaker, Stitcher, all of those now set up. It's just a matter of tying them up into one nice little bundle and putting a big red bloody ribbon around for Christmas because I thought in my um, naivety, I thought it was a matter of pressing record, recording the podcast, stick a nice bit of music behind it and a few effect, sound effects and on we go. But, uh, no, 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 certainly not. Uh, it's been enjoyable. It's been absolutely really, really enjoyable. It's been reinvigorating and it's been inspiring uh, to say the least and uh, there are some real real gems of interviews coming over the next couple of days and weeks just as I said with the live shows on every week and rolling from one week to the next and trying to get something pertaining to each fight um, it's not easy to get them all edited and get them all edited especially when you have a hand of this a hand of thumbs and you don't really know what you're doing so it's a learning on the job AJ it's a shout out to AJ if he uh, ever chose to listen or take up a challenge uh, that would be nice um, yeah so Lee Reeves is in action tonight he's on the Sammy Vargas he's been in, yeah he's on the Sammy Vargas uh, undercard at the Coliseum in Toronto against a guy called Majid Hamo I think he's um, I think he's had two fights he's won one I think so uh, look Lee Reeves connects with that shot with the shots that I saw on that I've been looking at over the last few days and listening to more so I remember Mike Tyson way back when Mike Tyson came first um, he, s he made a comment he used to say that Kos um, used to tell him to be, if he, the closer he could get the sound of his pops together so it'd be bang 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 the closer he could get those uh, pops together um, the more damage he was going to do to his opponent and I could almost feel those shots that he reads his landing really could I mean those little small gloves and if, and he just waylaid them it was um, it was a stoppage that needed to be made a 
especially when you look at what happened to Don Stevenson uh, only the week before. And that was terrible, terrible. And, and that was something that Jack Weiss never got. Jack Weiss never got the credit for. Um, the same weekend where he allowed, he, he made sure, kept very close eye on Fury and, and allowed the fight to continue. Uh, Adonis Stevenson had an awful, 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 awful referee um, lack of performance, we'll say, in, in his part because certainly the last flurry of shots that landed, I don't think I don't think Stevenson was conscious. I think he was on the ropes. I think they were holding him up. And Well, let's not, I won't go as far as to say what they may or may not have caused, but um, when you're not unconscious and you're taking shots uh, from Grudovich and the likes, it's not going to end nice for but uh, hopefully Stevenson, he appears to be making some progress. I mean, he seems to be coming out of the, the worst of it, but uh, certainly his boxing career is over. And, um, we would never wish that on anybody. I, I wouldn't have been a fan of Stevenson over the years, personally or uh, professionally, but uh, certainly that's not that's not something you wish on anybody. So hopefully he will recover, he'll get back to right, and hopefully we will start seeing some responsible refereeing. We're not going to start talking about judges. We're not going to talk about judges because there's no point. There's just no point. It's just, it's overplayed now. It's overstated. Uh, I don't want to hear. Um, I've, I've listened to everything. I've watched the fight back twice. And I'm going to watch it again when I'm kind of, when I'm in that careless mode. Uh, there's too much coming up this week with Dillian White and Chisora and uh, Carl Fountain and Josh Warrington. So I just can't get bogged down in it. Um, but what I won't do is uh, be insulted by bullshit. Depending on what side of the water, it depends what, where you look at it. If you want to look at it from a boxing point of view, um, two knockdowns don't don't get you a draw. They certainly don't win you a fucking fight, and they don't get you a draw either. So, call it what way you like. That's the way it is. He knocked Fury down twice, and he was deemed a winner in some ways. So, yeah, whatever. We know where boxing is at at the moment in America. We know where America is in America at the moment. It's uh, outside in and downside up, maybe. A little bit funky, possibly, but I don't know. It's certainly um, when it comes to boxing, it's uh, lost interest a little bit, like HBO. Ava Wallstrom will answer the bell for for the beginning of the fight tonight in Madison Square Garden uh, in the opposite corner to Katie Taylor. Uh, lucky her, but uh, she seems to enjoy punishment. She she um, it, uh, from from what I can understand, she has been an opponent five or six times been shut out each time of course uh, but this is the first time they met in the pro ranks and I believe Eva is coming up from the weight below and to take the fight with Katie now I believe Katie will win this in whatever way she chooses to win it I think she has the power speed and the, the all-round package which I believe has gone to Mac too I think, I think it's gone to a, fa a stage that I, I genuinely didn't didn't believe was I didn't know was there once I believe but didn't know I thought she was so so impressive at, at amateur and, and did everything there was to do and the reason there is amateur boxing in the Olympics is because of Katie Taylor whether people realise that or not at times I, I do forget I do think they do forget but um, she I believe this is a path I believe this is a very very cleverly plotted course and I do think there's going to be some form of a tournament um, between herself certainly herself and Brackhouse will meet I, I do believe that and I think they may try and get Clarissa Shields in as well and possibly Amanda Serrano and what about what what, what a treat that would be it would be probably a World Series of Boxing style 
event maybe with start with the first two the winners then face off I, I don't know I don't know a round robin would probably take a little bit too long and a little bit too much for what would be involved but there would be some barnstorming fights in that and it would be the absolute pinnacle of ladies boxing women's boxing um, all the other pretenders that have come along behind her have, have failed from this side of the world they have just, none of them have come close to nothing come close to delivering a promise I mean Nicola Adams seems to be the, uh, treading water and as do quite a few of the others and Kelly Harrington as I've seen Kelly Harrington recently calling out for, calling for a, a possible showdown with Katie there would be a fascinating fight as well two, two good friends and two close two close teammates over the years and uh, I'm hoping to catch Ke- Kelly at some point uh, over the Christmas maybe when it's all settled down and when she's had a chance to, to relax a little bit because uh, her achievements have been uh, again not recognised in the way they should be and I keep saying this, the Irish media, again, over the last few days, the lack of a media, the lack of a, of a, of a decent sports media, um, they've just allowed themselves to get sucked into the, the usual um, tribe, um, following uh, rabbits down rabbit holes and, and coming back up with chickens because it's it's just not good enough. And if they're not going to promote boxing and, and marsh and fight sports, combat sports, well, then just come out and say it. Don't be looking for excuses about promoters or managers or fighters just be honest they have no interest in anything that's not GA based and um, that's just the way it's always been there's as we said in the first episode here there's 30 f- uh, discount to 4 drugs cheat medals uh, there's 32 32 Olympic medals have come to Ireland and 15 of those have come from boxing Right, so that's the conversation over uh, as regards uh, contributing and now the Olympics itself I don't know what future it has at the moment because it's it, it seems I, I thought it had cleared itself up it hasn't it hasn't um, it's at the point now where I think it was we, we covered it again in the first one but um, the corruption just litany of corruptions around the IBA who are the uh, a governing body of world amateur boxing just litany of corruption around results judges payments referees officials uh, there's, there's just not enough time to go through even a percentage of them it's just been endless over the years and if you speak to any amateur who's come through especially in, in, at elite level they'll tell you that there's the ones we hear about are, are, are just the tip of the iceberg because there's so much more goes on behind there's, you just it never sees daylight and it's not allowed to see daylight for that reason um, the, the, the IOC were very very clear from the outset that if Rakimov got elected that was the end of the Olympics for IBA and in their wisdom IBA saw fit to allow Rakimov be elected in what appears to be an absolute shambles of an election it looks if what I was reading was true um, I think it was links I was reading from a legendary boxing club I think it was uh, ridiculous so, uh, um, candidates not turning up to vote candidates going missing candidates just not coming back for the second session just I don't know I don't know and it's a shame because apart from the sports side of things you got to look at what Olympic funding means to countries to Ireland to England there's, there's an awful lot of coaches in the high performance unit and in Dublin in, and around the country and around other countries that uh, their full time job is coaching so if the Olympic funding goes because of IBA who are lining their own pockets 
what happens to the journal everyday people what happens to the dreams of the boxers who from the first time they put on a pair of gloves from the time they start training and compete every single day of their lives Darla Duffy spoke to only a few weeks ago she's already planning towards Tokyo so it's not acceptable and again it's like a little bit like what Teddy Atlas said a couple of weeks ago you've got bureaucrats who have never taken a punch in their lives they've never thrown one in earnest they are cowards they're hiding behind names they're hiding behind paper they're pushing pens on decisions that have nothing no impact on them whatsoever and every impact in the world on the competitors and it's not good enough and it happened in the Golovkin Canelo fight it happened in the Wilder Fury fight uh, it's happening here and it's the same caliber the same breed of low life that worms its way in and um, lines its nest and then scurries away or gets squashed very rarely is it held accountable and it's high time boxing got themselves together the ones that are important in the game get themselves together form together stronger together always will be always were always will be and if the fighters can get together and make a decision and, and, and stand together well then things may change then until that I won't be holding my breath So that about wraps up, I suppose, from an Irish perspective. Uh, the guys and girls in, con- in business over the weekend. Um, in the bigger picture, I suppose, in the world scene, um, of course, it's Canelo and um, Rocky Fielding uh, fight tonight. And there's, uh, I've listened to a lot of, of um, I suppose, opinions, if that's what you want to call it, on, online and um, farther. It's, um, look, there's two sides to this thing. First is, I've no interest in Canelo. I think he's a drugs cheat. I think he is. Uh, I think his record is, has a, an asterisk over forever. I think uh, for a number of reasons. One, I don't believe you uh, start taking clombuterol uh, a little for for once or twice just before uh, the biggest fight of your life that you know you can't really win. And I think he got it wrong. I think he got caught and I think when you look at how his body shape was allowed to change and able to change and aided in change over the years I think it becomes a, a case of joining the dots stop being a sheep and make your own opinions join the dots look at the evidence look at the skin quality look at the deterioration around the certain places look at the uh, cranium size <laughs> look at body fit, body shape and um, yeah Make your make your assessment then, not because uh, somebody with a suit, uh, some flute in a suit on ESPN, uh, no names mentioned, uh, tells you otherwise. Uh, just just use a little bit of uh, educated um, investigation. Have a look back over the years at how it's changed. Have a look at the different parts of his body where there has been very serious acne and, and um, skin issues, and, and go and look up look up what that would mean. And I think you will come to a fairly well-informed, without having to be told, uh, opinion. Having said all that, he does have tremendous boxing. He is a tremendous boxer, but I believe if there was any other fighter in the world, barring him, I think they would still be suspended, and rightly so. But uh, he is the golden goose, and he is the one who generates the income. And he now will move to Madison Square Garden. It seems to be a case of um, he's going to sit back now and milk it for, for as long as he can. Has Rocky feeling? I've no hate for Rocky feeling. I've no, I can't stand this um, casual opinion. This 19, the, the 1999 boys are out at the minute. Oh, Eddie Hearn is cashing in and all that. 
that's the Floyd Mayweather stigma. It's um, boxing's in remission now, lads. Floyd is gone. The O doesn't matter as much. It never really did. It should never have. Of course, it's a it's a it's a colossal colossal achievement to get through your career with it, with his, with your own. Does it matter as much as Floyd used to let on? No, because Floyd never uh, his record could be questioned in a number of different ways, um, and it's only a certain um, age group. We'll argue that to say he's DB the best ever. I don't even want to hear that one. That's that's um, that's that's not even a flawed argument. It's not even an argument. That's just an insult. Uh, when you don't fight mandatory fighters and you handpick who you fight and when you fight them and you do it on your terms all the time, every time, well then you are not in the bracket for the best ever. And that's the, that's I don't hear it. I'm not having it. I've never had it and I never will. He a, a tremendous defensive fighter, absolutely a good question in that in that sense. But every other sense you can question everything. We leave that one there. So uh, Canelo, I think he's picked Rocky Fielding because he wants to see what it's like to move to super middle. I think he's Rene, Rene um, Russo, or Rene, his coach has come out, I can't just remember, Eddie Reynoso, Eddie Reynoso has come out and said as much that when he's moving in with the big boys, they need to get a taste for it first, and I think he believes Rocky Fielding will be that taste. Has Rocky got a chance? Yeah, Rocky's got a chance. Rocky's got huge power, huge power. He's got to hit him with it hard and fast, early. He's got to get respect from Canelo. Uh, but traditionally, Canelo has only ever really been troubled by fighters who move. He doesn't like fighters who move. He loves fighters who will sit in the pocket. And um, as much as I want and believe, I do believe Rocky has it in him to hurt him. I, I think all things going perfectly well. I think everything going well Rocky could beat him but uh, given who it is where it is and how it is I only see one outcome in this um, but it will not be a lack of ability it won't be a lack of heart it won't be uh, anything other than um, timing time and opportunism and at the end of the day that's what they're in boxing for as what's uh, same questions about Canelo about Crawler getting in with Lomachenko why would you want to do that because long before Floyd Mayweather came along lads and lassies uh, the best fought the best and one of the dirty skid marks left by Floyd was um, this hand picking opponents and guarding your padded record for your life so that you can sit back and rest and say that you're TBE when you're not even close to being TBE whatever that means and I think Rocky is right. He has no fear. He's shown he's enjoying it. I think we might be just enjoying it a little bit too much. But look, he's come from Stockport. He's in Madison Square Garden headlining. Props to you, my boy. Props to you. And the H is all tonight. Um, can he hurt Canelo? Absolutely, he can hurt Canelo. Is there anything left? Any hangovers from the Golovkin fight? If there is, he's going to know about it tonight because Rocky will dig him and dig him hard. But let's just hope, hope I hope he can and get rid of another sheet. But uh, time will tell. And then I guess the last piece will just wrap up. I'm not going to touch on any of the fights from next week because that will be next week's stuff. I'm going to try and do a little piece each day next week. Uh, see if we get some. I'm working on some really good uh, contacts at the moment. So hopefully we can tie something up close ish, close to the camps. And. Um, 
say nothing in case it looks foolish if it doesn't come off. Uh, I think uh, Eddie Hearn and Joshua are just starting to annoy me just ever so slightly at the moment. I think the arrogance and the cockiness that's been oozing out of them since um, they've been showing up is is um, annoying to say the least. I think they have a fight done, deal in place with Dillian White. I think it's a fight that's way below what's required at this stage. I think he is another one who's been opportunist. I think he knows he is in trouble in the two other fights. I think those two will give him problems. Uh, I think Fury will box, him in, box the ears off him and turn him on his head. I don't think he wins that. I think he wins it twice on a Sunday. Fury wins it twice on a Sunday. I think Wilder and Joshua will be a more suitable battle than he would probably come on ground because of his boxing technical skills but I think he wants no hand actor part in Tyson Fury and um, the arrogance to say that everything will be on their terms it'll be their split, it'll be with their TV promoter it'll be, no I'm not interested so I kind of zone out rather than start hating I zone out, move away, leave them at it and uh, when the common sense prevails then it comes back dies down but that'll do for another day hopefully uh, we can I think it was a bum move as well to put Wilder or to put uh, Dillian White and Chisora on the same night as Frampton and Warrington that's there was only one fight on that night that's relevant it's um, it's a bum move I think it's uh, childish and I think over those two over those last couple of months I think Eddie has taken his eye off the ball a little bit in the UK on this side of the water I think he's been a little bit blindsided by the US and Europe and I think uh, Warren has moved in very very well very astute very clever and I think the public opinion now is starting to see what's really there rather than what they've been fed for the last few years and I think it's going to start to change a little bit and I hope that uh, people can just start watching what's actually happening instead of listening to what's happening or what they're being told is happening so yeah so that's about it so it's just as I said it was part do or part B just again I wanted it was very important I wanted to get the dairy um, interview with Dennis out I hope people enjoyed it the feedback's been good so far and I just want to ask if you share and like share and like and just spread the love get the uh, links and everything out there they're on over social media and um, want to try and get as many listens and, and, and reviews and, and suggestions there's been some good suggestions so far and there's one or two that are actually very close at the moment so uh, I'm reluctant always to, to put too much out in advance because um, the nature of this game and people being busy and time time of the year and everything else it doesn't always work out so but you can rest assured there are already as I said I have some real real top quality um, boxing people I've spoken to and I have another two or three this week I'm working on another one or two for that pertains to next weekend the ideal world would have been nice to go to Manchester but um, not possible this time around and um, it will be a great night it will be a super event it's one that I'm starting to get a little bit um, jittery about but that will keep for next week uh, thanks again for listening as I said if we can spread the word around get everybody get them to share and like as much as possible um, it makes a makes it all the more enjoyable and it means an awful lot so thanks again uh, talk soon